Welcome to AI Marketing, a podcast for sales and marketing professionals that want to increase their sales, leads, and conversions through the use of artificial intelligence solutions. And now, here's your host, Mark Fridelman. Mark Marcelletti is the founder and CEO of Seven Figure Automation, and he's here to discuss how to use AI to increase the size of your sales pipeline. I'm very excited about this topic, and I'm ready to jump in with Mark. Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mark. Happy to be here, and uh, I think you got a great name. <laughs> so do you, and you even spell it correctly. I do. Yes. Well, Mark, with a K, can you um, kind of walk us through your background and experience, and then we'll, uh, we'll just jump right in? Uh, sure. Yeah. So I'm the founder and CEO of a company called Seven Figure Automation. Uh, we started as um, you know a regular digital marketing agency several years ago, and um, you know today we are really more of an outsourced sales development agency that's focused on business development. And um, you know we made the transition years ago because we started seeing how saturated uh, display advertising and uh, PPC was in the marketplace, and so. You know, this is uh, where we're at today. You know, we've had the opportunity to talk to about 3,000 uh, different companies over the past six years. And, you know, I've learned a lot and we spend a lot of money in, you know, learning about the sales systems and technologies that we're using. So I'm happy to share uh, anything and all that I've learned for uh, the betterment of other sales professionals and marketing professionals. Wonderful. Um, well, like, as I said earlier, very excited about this topic because, this is exactly what I've been telling people all along is that, you know, there's a lot of people that are focused on developing a great sales process and bringing it to lots of expensive technology. But, you know, when you start adding AI to that, amazing things can happen, not only with data analytics, but also using AI to talk to your customers and mm -hmm. answering 80% of the questions you might have and maybe leading them down a path of, of uh, qualification. So, you know, you've made some statements out there, and I'm very curious to have you kind of uh, unwind them for our, you know, listeners. And and the first one that kind of struck me as something uh, interesting was you think the days of brute selling are over. And I know there's a lot of people that would disagree with that. I happen to agree with you, mm -hmm. um, but I'm curious as to why you think brute selling is over. Is it only because of the AI, or is it because of the response that people are getting from from their clients? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both probably, uh, you know, brute force uh, sort of selling uh, was what I was referring to. And, and you know, it would, today because of all the security concerns and the, you know, evolution of the technology that's out there, you know, with spam filters and, you know, just, you know, with regard to lots of people doing business development efforts as well, it's so hard to reach people these days. And, you know, pretty much everybody is using email as a channel these days. That's probably one of the most saturated channels right now. And so uh, a lot of these uh, spam filters have gotten increasingly uh, sensitive and, and smart as well. Many of them are using AI to predict which, you know, messages are being emailed to them are actually spam. Uh, and so if you're just going to go blast a bunch of customers or, you know, people that don't really have a lot of context on their business, you know, to try and schedule meetings or to try and sell them something, uh, then you're going to end up, you know, hurting your domain reputation and potentially a brand reputation as well. Okay. And are you looking at certain companies that are doing better than anyone else? Is this just something you've come to realize? Where did you get this opinion from? 
Well, I mean, I see it. I've experienced it. And um, I've also talked to lots of other uh, companies that are out there doing what I'm doing. You know, they are essentially, you know, working for these venture backed startups that have unlimited funding to do uh, whatever the heck they want. And uh, the opposite end of having all these expensive sales and marketing tools is that they, they mess them up. Right. And if there's anything we know about humans, we know that they ruin things. And so, uh, you know, all of this email automation and the telemarketing and, and, and all of that is great, but you know, it needs to be more targeted it needs to be more focused. And so, you know, uh, one of the things that we see over the years that is continually trending higher and higher on, uh, the list of priorities for companies is, um, is relevance and, um, personalization. And today, uh, now it's called hyper-personalization is really what people are referring to. And I think it's just, you know, it, it all is very human-centric, right? Like, let's do some research on the people that we're going to reach out to and let's give them a compelling reason on why we can help them instead of just calling them with the, some script that, you know, our manager wrote that we didn't even read. And, you know, I think, you know, those days are, those days are over. So when you look at, you know, what the new philosophy is and what people should be doing, what is it that you're telling them? What are you, what are you showing them? I think the biggest thing is uh, aligning sales and marketing through data and through technology. So, you know, giving those teams access to the same playbook and to the same data about who the target customer is and what the messaging is that's going to resonate with them. Uh, that's probably the biggest thing. Uh, I see a lot of companies that just make assumptions on who their target customer is and uh, what they're going to say to them that's going to resonate and make them want to buy. And the funny thing is that rarely do these customers um, that I'm working with ever do research on, you know, the people that they're actually targeting and still less common. And do they even reach out to their existing customers or people that are interacting with them to see if the messaging they're using is resonating with them? Why is that? Is it just laziness? Is it the fear <laughs> of what they'll discover? Is it something else? What is it? Um, yeah, I think it's probably a little bit of laziness and just a little bit of um, ego and, and blind faith in a way. Uh, it depends on the personality type, right? Uh, there's many different personalities um, in business, but one of them, you know, and oftentimes in sales is those more, you know, more of the direct type of people that want to get to the bottom line. They don't really have the patience for, you know, a bunch of research and they just want to get going. You know, they're, they're quick starts uh, in a way. And so, you know, those types of sales and marketing professionals, the ones that are aggressive enough to be doing all of this business development work are typically, yeah, the people that just don't have the patience for it. You know, they believe they had a lot of experience and a lot of success already and that they don't need to do research, you know, to validate what their experience is. And then they're suffering because of it. You know, if, if they can't get that feedback, how do they know what they're putting out there is, is working or not? I mean, obviously they see it in the bottom line, but they could be attributing it to many things. Instead of learning what it is, they're just you know, hoping for the best and, and they believe that if they continue to do the same thing over and over again, it's going to improve when we both know that that's not true. So I take it because of your position of using AI, you believe AI can help them discover what's working and what's not. Is that correct? I do. And, and how does that work? Can you walk us through an example of how that works? Yeah. So one of the tools that we're using is using AI in a data co-op. And uh, essentially what it's doing is it's analyzing um, about, I want to say, you know, several million companies across this entire uh, network of publishers. And all these publishers are, you know, some of the most well-known publishers and Fortune 500 companies that are participating in this data co-op. And they're sharing access to all of the data on their website, you know, with these 
you know, people in the data co-op so that all companies like us can actually look to see, okay, this company is searching for keywords or content related to this topic. So they must be interested in solving this problem or buying this product or service. And what we do is we actually would just take a look at all of the intent topics, um, they call them, inside of a specific particular customer. You know, so if, say, um, you know, uh, IT services is a particular services company offers and data security and things of that nature are all of the types of services they offer, we might look for every relevant topic in data security and IT services to see which industries or company sizes are actively researching this particular topic. And then what we'll do from there is, you know, look to see what industries are trending most and make some predictions about the use cases. For example, how we might use a marketing tool for research. Okay, so how does the AI kick in? Uh, so what this uh, system will actually do on a weekly basis is it will look um, across all these publishers, across all these companies. Current database we're using has like 12 million companies and 6,000 different intent topics. So they have pretty much everything. And it will you know, generate a report of companies that are actively consuming content. Um, and not just companies that are consuming content because, you know, seemingly all large companies that have data security concerns are probably searching for keywords and content online that uh, relate to that because they're either interested in it or it's, a, it's an ongoing sort of project for them. So what we would want to identify is when does that content consumption and searching cross a threshold that would indicate that there is either a problem or some type of uh, initiative that is likely to be going on. And so that, that surge is what we're looking for. And when we see an increase in volume above its normal spikes, uh, what we call surge, then that's when we're triggering um, a report or action to reach out to that company. Oh, okay. So it's, it's really doing the, the search and analyzing it a little bit to the extent that you've told it to, and then identifying who they should be focused on. Exactly. Yeah, which you'd have to pay a few people or even a service to do that. You've got an AI solution that's going out there and doing that. Yeah, it's really helping us to do something that we've never been able to do in, you know, in sales, which is uh, target the right people at the right time. Uh, previously, you had to use brute force to, you know, have big enough yeah. or big, have a big enough marketing budget to reach your marketplace. And now, you know, really small, nimble companies with not a lot of budget, but with the right tools uh, can get access to that data and, and, you know, really get a lot out of their budget. Yeah, it's really kind of a, a sniper approach as opposed to you know, big exactly. shotgun where you're wasting a lot of money in marketing trying to do that. Do you have any idea of either time or cost savings for using an AI solution like this? Mm, I mean, it's tough. Um, I know, you know, us doing things the old school way, you know, I know we probably had like a 10% close rate, you know, across our normal business development channels. And with the introduction of that, as well as some other processes, I think we're able to get that up to like, you know, 19% of, you know, every meeting that we schedule will turn into a client. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's just a, an example from my own experience. Um, and again, you know, there was a couple of other things that we added in there, you know, related to process improvements. So, you know, it, you know, I believe that the majority of what uh, we saw was uh, an increase in, you know, ROI due to that AI. But, you know, I think that there are, you know, some other things that helped out as well. Put a number on it. I think everyone, no matter what I say or what you say, should always go out and test, right? And I think the, the fact that this is a marketing podcast, you know, that should, you know, testing should be no stranger to these marketers, right? Always test and, and find out what's true for you and your organization. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of marketers hear that, you know, all that, that the testing, and I think the majority of them do that. And 
what the response from the ones that don't, it's like, it's really difficult, uh, mm -hmm. to, to test and to refine. And, you know, either the company isn't providing the right people or tools, or it's just not cost effective with mm -hmm. what you're proposing, you know, this AI solution. And I don't know what the cost is. Maybe you can share that with us. It sounds like it's a cost effective way to bring in kind of that same knowledge that's needed in order for salespeople to follow up and close. So the first question is, what do you need to budget for something like this? And then, you know, secondly, who's it for? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, I would say that there are lots of solutions out there that have access to, um, you know, data co-ops and things. And so you should spend as much money as is within your budget, right? The more money you spend and, you know, the, the greater the return on your effort and investment you're going to get. So, uh, well, you would, would hope, you would mm -hmm. hope. I think a lot mm -hmm. of businesses waste money. But what I like about artificial intelligence is this built-in savings just from the thing working 24-7. And if it's programmed correctly, it's going out there and identifying, you know, opportunities for you. And you don't have to provide health benefits, <laughs> dentist. You don't have to provide a dentist. You don't have to provide any of the <laughs> salaries or anything like that. So I would assume it's, it's far less expensive, but do you, you don't have a budget you can share with us? Yeah, I would say um, definitely at least like a thousand a month is probably something. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, yeah, at least yeah, a thousand, and then you know, be prepared for all these. You know, SaaS companies now will basically start or starting to charge like you know upfront for the whole year for every license uh, for every seat that you have in in the business. So yeah, it's getting all a lot of the risk has been placed onto the uh, the customers. Uh, I've seen as years have gone on, right? And I think it's because you know these companies are starting to get smart, right? They want to accelerate their cash cycle. And the way that they do that is by charging them up front, you know, um, or at least quarterly for the technology that they're going to be purchasing. So it just, you know, you got to make sure that you have the right people process and technology in place to get the ROI. Because if you don't, you're stuck in a, a year long contract uh, with these employees that didn't perform and it just, it puts you in a bad spot. Right. And so yeah. I think what we're going to start to see is uh, because so much of the risk is being put on, uh, businesses, you know, there might be some market shifts and, and things that might happen in the near future related to that. Right. I mean, I'm very interested in, in what that's going to be. Let me ask you another question about, you know, filling a company's sales pipeline. Are there other, any other AI solutions that you recommend or that you use in order to do that? Or is it primarily this AI solution that goes out and finds opportunities and presents it to the sales team? Yeah, so uh, there's something called the Bombora uh, Data Co-op, and that's uh, what we essentially have access to. And you can get access to it through a lot of different uh, resellers and, and partners. There's lots of technologies that use that that particular type of software. You know, one of the tools we use is um, EverString, uh, which is a great tool that is able to look at that data co-op that we talked about it's also able to assign like a fit score to the the companies that you know you're targeting and um you know it's a you know fairly expensive tool but there's again lots of other tools that can give you access to that bombora data co-op i mean I would, I would say in the most extremely expensive cases you could go to bombora themselves and they give you a level of data that that you can't get anywhere else that can really help you to get a lot out of your budget. And then there's also tools as small as like a, a crunch base that you can get access to Bombora as well. However, a lot of the reports and things you put together are manually done. They're not automatically done and, and, you know, maybe lack the integrations with Salesforce that allow you to automate and score and track and report on a lot of that data. And does it just work with certain CRM solutions like Salesforce or is it, does it work with other CRM solutions? 
Bellacqua is coming to mind. I think mm-hmm. they, they either now or they are working on uh, a dynamics integration. Interesting. Okay. What about HubSpot? No HubSpot yet. Uh, I know that HubSpot obviously integrates with Salesforce, so um, you could get access to the data through there if you have an integration with Salesforce and, and HubSpot. But uh, yeah, it looks like Salesforce is something they just launched, Marketo. They've got a terminus integration, which is really cool because, you know, showing display ads to these same companies that you're reaching out to on, you know, in the sales department, uh, you know, you can integrate that outreach as well, you know, and that's a lot of what we do. And what I think is so important is, is, uh, you know, integrating your sales and marketing activities so that marketing essentially is generating, you know, the action and signals and engagement from these different companies that you can then use to prioritize your outreach efforts. Right. So... When you package this all up, you know, this AI enhanced sales and, and marketing solutions, who's it for? I mean, is it, obviously it's for the enterprise. I mean, I could see that all day long. Uh, mid-sized companies, I, I think, yes, uh, they're capable of taking this on. What about small companies? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, uh, it's definitely something that's for small companies as well. I mean, if, if you, you really think about it, if you have the right technology in place, you can actually replace a person. You know, and I know we've for sure done that. Um, you know, years ago, we were doing what we're doing today with AI using several virtual assistants, like each of our account managers um, and business development reps had their own actual person that we were spending, you know, hundreds of dollars a month on. And so when we added up the cost of what we were paying uh, all these VAs for data entry and, and things of that nature, it, you know, it was a real, uh, real no-brainer for us. And so that's um, something to consider as well is, is what is the function or system that you are um, installing going to do and what potential jobs is it going to or potential roles is going to replace or, and enhance. And, you know, when you look at the, you know, small business and you look at their teams and you look at marketing I don't know who you've worked with yet. I want to ask that question, but is it like a huge competitive advantage or is it kind of a slight competitive advantage? I mean, how, how do you sell them on the fact that they have to take on these, these AI enhanced solutions in order to increase their, their sales pipeline? It's really not much selling at all. I really just, you know, explain to people the process and I run them through, you know, how we would actually build a campaign for them. So we'll build a list with, you know, a prospect and show them how it works and just the whole process and all the data that we gather and, and show them is enough for them to really be blown away with uh, the level of, uh, you know, sophistication that the system offers. I tell people all the time, it's funny because we'll, you know, often get people responding to our emails saying, oh, wow, this is good timing. We just had a meeting about this. Oh, wow. This is <laughs> just, you know, searching for, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's really not good timing. It's AI. Yeah. But how does AI know that they just had a meeting? Was that just coincidental? Um, it doesn't know that they had a meeting, but it, it, you know, because it's tracking that surge score that I talked about earlier, it's, you know, it's able to pick up that, okay, this company normally searches for X amount of, you know, um, it, it normally spends X amount of time on websites or content related to, you know, say lead generation, for example. And, you know, they've doubled their uh, amount of search volume and content consumption this week compared to last week. So now we're going to put them on a report that shows that uh, they're surging above their normal volume. Interesting. Okay. So do you have an example of either a small, mid, or, or enterprise customer that came to you and said, hey, we have a problem. We're, you know, we're, we're kind of in a lull or our sales pipeline is, is shrinking. Can you come in with these solutions and, and help us? And, and can you walk us through that? Uh, sure. 
Yeah. So I would say, um, you know, one company that, uh, that comes to mind is, uh, you know, is Keep, uh, formerly Infusionsoft. Uh, they came to us, um, you know, mostly due to, I would say, uh, you know, lack of uh, just resources uh, for what they wanted to do and also wanting to kind of test and explore some some new uh, strategies in, in their business. And so, you know, we worked with them to, to generate some leads based on their current partner program that they have. And so, uh, you know, immediately out of the gate, you know, we were able to start generating, I would say, about 20 meetings a month for them. Um, which is definitely not typical, but, you know, because we're able to, you know, prioritize companies that look like they're similar customers, uh, we were able to get some really good engagement right out of the gate. You know, so that was an example of like one, one client that we worked with, um, you know, others uh, are probably not that high volume. You know, the typical customer that we work with is typically, you know, a 50 to a hundred thousand uh, dollar a year type sale. And it takes a lot longer, you know, so you need, uh, a lot more resources and touches available um, within that one account that they might be targeting as opposed to, you know, a smaller type business. And so that's something else to consider too, is just the size of the accounts and, and companies that you're going after. And, um, you know, all of that kind of factors into the amount of money that you spend to acquire a customer and, and is it worth it? Yeah. I mean, depending on what your cost of acquisition is, it, it might not be but with somebody like Keep, I'm surprised they didn't say, you know, do an integration, or maybe there is an integration with the FusionSoft. But we we loved it so much, we should uh, we should do an integration with the FusionSoft. Did, did that ever happen? Um, I don't know. I know that the, the kind of stuff that we were talking to them about, you know, this AI stuff um, is a is a different. Um, it's kind of a different language to them because they're mostly, you know, in the uh, permission based inbound marketing world where we're kind of that. Uh, you know, um, you know, that more business development, you know, cold outreach type of type of world. So it's, yeah, two different worlds kind of coming together and, and learning how uh, they can work well together, really almost like, you know, an example of marketing and sales kind of coming together to work, you know, so in that yeah. same example, you know, sales is able to execute things that marketing doesn't didn't know was possible. And, um, you know, so that's kind of the, the example that I give and, and, and often in companies as well, what the example will look like as well. You know, you have uh, two departments coming together to do things for the greater good of the organization. Interesting. And my last question around Keep is, you had mentioned that they, you know, the AI went out and found similar companies that they were closing. Is it looking at press releases? Is it looking, what is it looking at to find out who could be taking on Keep's clients. You, you must look at their current clients and then the AI goes out and searches for similar patterns. How, how does it work? Yeah. So, you know, I, this particular machine learning uh, algorithm that does this, what, it, what it's doing is it's looking at like a thousand to two thousand different data points um, within the organization. So, you know, uh, just from a high level overview, things like industry and uh, number of employees and uh, technologies that they're using and uh, marketing sophistication and whether they're B2B or B2C. And so there's, there's, you know, many different, different examples and things that can, um, you know, be a little bit different across different types of companies. And so that's what it's looking at. And it's looking for what do these companies have in common, uh, which means you have to provide an initial list of, of companies that are going to be your, your, uh, your model essentially. Okay. And then uh, the AI goes out and finds that. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Okay. Yeah, it gives yeah, them a score zero through hundred. Wow. Okay. And then the sales team takes a look at those companies, finds does it find the decision maker for you as well? Or is it just identify the companies? 
you know, right now we're using a, a number of different platforms uh, with this AI solution. Unfortunately, there's really, you know, not any one solution that's going to do all of this for you today. Um, mm-hmm. We're really close to getting there, but, you know, there's no one solution that, that does all of that for you today. You know, I think that uh, because with the, the acquisition of Discover Org, of uh, ZoomInfo, they've um, got some really exciting stuff that they're coming out with, which uh, that will pretty much be possible. Uh, they, they had that prior, but you know, they just didn't have enough data. They had, you know, essentially mostly enterprise and, and some mid-market companies in their database. So the, the sample size, it wasn't big enough really, but yeah, they, they definitely have um, a lot of that uh, today. And I think the tool that, you know, that we're using has access to that as well, you know, but you do have to apply a little bit of, uh, of, of finesse and, and human effort to it still. Yeah. Well, that makes a lot of sense, but I'm pretty excited about this technology. I, I didn't really understand it until you kind of explained how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's interesting that you've got a solution that'll go out and they'll find similar companies to the ones that you've closed, the similar companies to the ones that you want to target and bring it into the sales team. Sounds like there needs to be some human finesse in order to identify decision makers or to kind of vet what the AIs brought back. But just having that in your arsenal is huge and it's not that expensive. I mean, that's the amazing thing. It's really not that expensive. All right. So I ask everybody this question, of course, uh, in a hundred words or less, what is your favorite AI solution, voice app, chat bot, Whatever. Now, I think you said EverString already, uh, but tell us why. Uh, so I think why is because um, you know again it's it comes down to what I what I started with, which is that uh, we're no longer in a world where brute force is going to help us get to our goal more quickly. We need to be smarter about what we do. You know, it's almost like rowing, right? The the harder you thrash and try to get to your destination, um, the more you sabotage boat speed. And and same thing with business development. You know, you need to have that smooth, slow calculated stroke and, and, you know, EverString allows us to do that because we can, you know, monitor all these topics that are important to our business and, uh, you know, reach out to the companies that are actively researching these particular topics. Um, so that way we're able to target the right companies at the right time and then score them based on how close they match, um, you know, our current uh, client base. So it, it just makes it so much easier from, the, you know, the beginning. I don't have to worry about a lot of the you know, effort that might be required from manually researching company websites or LinkedIn profiles or spreadsheets, you know, all of that is done, you know, giving me and my sales team the ability to spend more of our time building relationships and, um, you know, ultimately closing business. Wonderful. Well, check that out at everstring.com. This will be in the show notes. And Mark, people can find you. You want people to find you on your LinkedIn profile. That link will be in the show notes as well. And of course, if you want to explore our chat bot, and many of you have, I really appreciate it. If you left me messages, uh, you've interacted with the bot, so I appreciate that. That will be in the show notes. And lastly, if you enjoy this podcast, please write a review for us in the Apple Podcasts and Google Play apps. Your reviews are really encouraging and, uh, you know, they help others choose this podcast. We get more people. We want to grow this and bring in more people because it's exciting new technology. Not a lot of people know about it. There are a lot of fear around it. And uh, we bring on experts like Mark in order to kind of explain it to us. So Mark, uh, with that, I really appreciate you being on the show and uh, uh, any last minute uh, comments. Uh, Be smart. Don't work harder. Be smart. Don't work harder. Get an AI to think for you. That's what I would say. All right, Mark. Thanks so much for the invite.